meeting will come to order, please. I agree. Uh, no argument. Oh, there's a lot of people. Let's get started. Can we, can we squeeze some more people? No. <laughs> okay. Sorry. The notice requirements of the Open Public Meetings Act for this meeting have been satisfied. A copy of the annual meeting notice was sent to the press, the Down Beach Current, posted on the bulletin board in the municipal buildings, put on the municipal website. Can we have, pardon me? Are we on? We've got to get quieter. Everybody's got to quiet. Can you hear me now? <laughs> okay. <laughs> the open <laughs> the notice requirements of the Open Public Meetings Act for this meeting have been satisfied. A uh, copy of the annual meeting notice was sent to the press and now each current posted on the bulletin board in the municipal building on the municipal website filed in the office of the municipal court clerk would you please call the roll mayor becker here commissioner amadeo here commissioner blumberg i am here okay the purpose and sole purpose of this meeting is to discuss pledge of allegiance is to do uh discuss the dune project uh i'm sure that's why we're all here and we're all concerned about this. Uh, at this point, uh, our solicitor, Mr. Abbott, will discuss this to begin uh, our discussion. Thank you, Mayor. Mayor, commissioners, members of the public, we all know why we're here. It's an emergency session. We're going to ask the commission to authorize legal action to be taken against the DEP and the Army Corps of Engineers if necessary. As we all know, please don't do that. We've got to get through this. As we all know, it's been a disaster. We have the serious ponding, contamination. What uh, I did at the instruction of the commissioners is reached out to the attorneys that had represented us already in federal and state court. We have an engagement letter from the law firm of Claire Harrison. The specific attorney would be Jordan Rand. Mr. Rand had handled the litigation before. He had presented testimony in both federal and state court. Our engineers predicted exactly what has happened to our beaches at this point in time. So what we would like to do is get authorization from the governing body. It's going to cost some money. People have questioned our expenditure in the past on legal fees. Well, now you see what the fight was about. So. With that, Mayor, uh, I think at this point in time, if you can ask me questions, I can give further background on this. But I have the proposal from the attorneys. They have significant experience. They have all the transcripts, all the reports from experts. They have the experience of being in front of these judges. And if you will, you can authorize at this point in time uh, the initiation of litigation to seek a, re a restraint against the DEP to stop the pumping until they figure out what they're doing. Alternatively, for them to relieve the problem so that we can salvage some of the summer for Margate with regard to this terrible problem of ponding and contaminated water. I know that we spoke yesterday about the DEP's current efforts to pump water, which is contaminated. 
into the ocean, which if any private individual did that, it would be illegal, it would probably be fined if not jailed. So we have a lot of problems and a lot of justification to take them to court, in my opinion, and uh, let a judge get a handle of this. I know, and I'd like to say this, that we have been negotiating for months trying to deal with the drainage problem. And the DEP has played along with this, and they expanded from covering four blocks to maybe eight blocks. The reality of it is, if we were going to be forced to do this artificial sand, system, sand dune system, you're going to have to have a drainage system put in. Our preliminary ex expert opinions have been at least $10 million to do that, meaning ocean outfall pipes. We know, for instance, that an ocean outfall pipe, one of them cost $1,250,000. That should be on the DEP. If they're the ones, they and the governor want to have this sand dune project, many have questioned why Margate would oppose it. I don't know if you want me to get into that history of why. I know from my own perspective as a Margate resident, seeing our beautiful <coughs> beaches now covered with these sand dunes where we know 95% of our flood insurance claims are from the bay side of Atlantic Avenue where the state has consistently denied our application for grants for bulkheads. Uh, and yet we're going to spend 15 to $20 million for Margate just for the dunes, not including the cost of drainage, which could easily be another 10 to $20 million. It, this is a very, very serious problem. And so, you know, the governor ordered this. Might want to refresh everybody's memory. Governor violated our state constitution and statutory provisions when he just ordered that it be taken. The federal judge ruled against him. We then went to court and they did their eminent domain proceedings for partial condemnation and they have succeeded and now Margate is forced to accept this sand dune project, at least for now. So that's where we are. You know how I feel about it and I think I know how all three, you three feel about it. Do you have any questions? I would like. I would just like everybody to understand uh, where I, as an individual, come from, coming from. Uh, I've never wanted a dune project. After studying it, I thought it wasn't going to work. Uh, time has proven that right. Uh, we talked about drainage. Our experts testified in court that their drainage system was not going to work. Uh, time has proven that to be correct. Uh, I support wholly going to court, I want this project stopped immediately, as soon as we can. We're suffering irreparable harm by having them here. Uh, yesterday morning, I contacted a Corps of Engineers because I was told that they were going to start pumping water from the pond into the ocean. Uh, I told them we had tested the waters, that can't you just hold up until we get the results back from this test? I never got a return call or anything. They just started pumping. Uh, this morning at 7 o'clock, it was probably 85 90% pumped. But they're pumping potentially co contaminated water, either on our beaches or in our ocean. Uh, that, that's horrible. How, I don't understand how they could do that. Uh, we have to seek a solution. If we're, as, as the counselor said, if we're stuck with this, we have to get the proper drainage system. We have to seek solutions to the problems that we all know exist out there. And I, w I would tell you now, if the resolution is proposed, I am a support. Okay. Anyone else? John, Marty, would you like to say? John? Talk, no? 
Mayor, yes, thank you. Um, good morning, everyone, and thanks for coming out. Uh, it's great to see everybody here. And today being August 2nd, the height of our summer season, which we all are here and enjoy our beaches, sitting in here knowing they're being destructed every second that they're out there working. We, as a commission, have worked tirelessly through many meetings with the DEP and the Army Corps. We were at many court hearings fighting this from the start, as Scott stated. We were handed the position we're in now, forced to move forward to try and stop the construction, hopefully a temporary uh, injunction or restraining order, whatever the legal terms are, a judge will understand our point because we have an unsafe condition that's been created by the, the man-made construction of dunes and man-made design of drainage system. We have uh, worked along with them up to now to try and solve drainage problems that pre-existed that we were well aware of that our public works handled in an expeditiously and calm way to get the water off our street ends from the center of Atlantic Avenue to our ocean and repair our beach immediately after that uh, was completed. Now we're prevented from doing it because of the construction of man-made dunes. We, our, wall, our backs are up against the wall. We have no other alternative than to try and get answers. Well, what I would like to see, and I know my, my partners up here on the dais also want to see our beaches restored, sand put back into the low-lying areas so that our residents, visitors, and our businesses can succeed for at least the last four weeks of the summer before Labor Day until they can come up with a drainage plan that is going to be successful. And as Scott stated, we need a drainage plan now that we've seen the area that they said would percolate. We need it through the whole city, not the targeted areas that we knew were our problems that existed for 40 or 50 years. The one thing I want everybody to be aware of in this room, our beach patrol has had an extra burden all summer long, especially on the north side with the creation of the dunes and water lying on the other side, which is a, a, a potential serious issue with children in ponds that even a, a four-inch pond, a young child lost on the beach could drown in. We have a water quality issue in, in standing water right now. Our beach patrol has been on top of it. Our city has done on its own, which will be probably fought in court, that we did our own water testing. And today, the county showed up to do water testing in nine locations um, in standing water. Yesterday, with Chief Greg Smallwood and Lieutenant Chuck Labar, we met with the state representative for water quality testing from the state of New Jersey. He was here testing water in the ocean. I requested at that point for him to test the water in the standing pond that they were, they were trying to drain, pumping water. He said, we don't do that. I said, what do you mean we, you don't do that? He said, we know, we know that the water there is contaminated. 
we only do it what they call live water test where people are going to be we have lifeguards manning stations in those areas having to walk from where our storage shacks are where they store uh, life-saving equipment and and the oars for the boats walking through that contaminated water and now we have uh one of our lifeguards that's uh through a you know had to go to the doctor for an infection and it was a bacterial infection and she's out of work for a week so this is a serious serious day and I'm I'm sorry to say that we're all here and our backs are forced against the wall it should have never happened and there's only one thing I want to read that came from the judge's decision and we're all aware of how we lost in court and you see the work being done on on the beach I feel very secure and I support going for a temporary restraining order until they can come up with solutions. The judge stated in her own words, the Army Corps is committed to resolving the drainage issue and to work with the City of Margate to find acceptable solutions. So now's the time to stand forward, come back, rectify the issues that we're faced with in the middle of our summer for our residents and for our business community. It's an important time and we appreciate you all being here and we need your support. And I thank everybody for their suggestions, their recommendations, their thoughts, their solutions. And we all have solutions and we all understand that. But it's a time where you've elected us to make decisions on your behalf. And we take, a, we take that, that oath of office very seriously. Please let us do our job. We work very hard every day along with all the people in the city of Margate, all our employees. And again, thank you for all being here tonight. We need your support. Thank you. Uh, thank you, John. Thanks, Mike Scott. I, I too, um, want to thank you all for coming, for taking time out of your day uh, to come here. Uh, I know this is as important to you as it is to me. For those of you that know me, you know that I've been fighting against this project for over three years now. I grew up here in Margate. Uh, my kids go to the beach. My mother used to go to the beach. And uh, there's nothing more important to Margate than our beach. The, the beach is, in fact, our crown jewel, and this project is killing us. Um, my hope is that tomorrow, this project is stopped, that these people are stopped dead in their tracks, and that that happens tomorrow. For, further, I want to add that for me, th this cannot be a trial and error process for them. They have to fill in those trenches back to where they were. They can't add an inch of sand. They can't add a foot of sand. They have to grade them back to the way they were and then come up with a solution. Again, for me, that solution is not outfall pipes strewn throughout our city on every beach that we have. I, I, I and I hope my fellow commissioners will fight that tooth and nail that that's not going to be the solution to fix the problem that we have. And, and they need to understand that this is their problem, not our problem. 
A month ago, we notified them when they first started pumping that we had an issue. We had a, let's not talk about, they want to talk about extraordinary rain. That, that's disingenuous. We had, a, we had less than a half of an inch of rain, and that ground remained wet and damp for over a month. I have pictures every day from the day they started to pump where that sand is not safe to walk through. And they insist that they don't have it. They continue to insist that they don't have a problem when they really do have a problem, and I know they have a problem. And from day one, I can tell you that the state and the Army Corps have been disingenuous as it relates to this situation. I'll finish by saying that I, I tell my kids this, uh, I told you so is not a great feeling. Everybody wants it to be a great feeling, it's not a great feeling. We can sit here and say, we told you so. What we need to say is that it's got to be fixed and it's got to be fixed now. So again, thank you all for coming and uh, hopefully we'll get this solved. Just a, as a, a sidebar comment, I really think, I honestly believe that we've got their attention this time. Yeah. Coincidentally, uh, on my seven o'clock tour of the beach, Sorry. I ran into the commission, the assistant commissioner of the DEP, who just happened to be where I go every day. <laughs> Before we came to this meeting, when I was at City Hall, I received a call from the lieutenant colonel, who is the commander of the Army Corps of Engineers, who wants to come down and schmooze with us. <laughs> I said, it may be too late, ma'am, because uh, we're going to court in the, probably tomorrow. So I, too, thank you all for being here, for your support, and to those of the very few people who criticized us for spending the $308,000 that we did, we're going to move forward, spend whatever money it takes to restore our beaches. Mike, I, I'd like to make a motion that we approve the uh, engagement of Keller, Harrison, Harvey, and Brandsburg as proposed by Solicitor Abbott. Right. That is, we need a resolution. Is that correct, Mr. Abbott? What we're going to do, if you would, Commissioner, and to uh, instruct them to initiate appropriate litigation uh, concerning our beaches. Th through the chair, may I have a question, please? Your Scott, question. for Scott. Scott, could we include in whatever uh, order we put forth through our attorney the punitive damages and further counsel fees? be considered by the judge? Well, you can always ask for it. Well, that's what I'm asking for. I'm asking for well, it. You well, can well, ask for it, yes. Well, I don't know if we're going to get that. I don't well, know if we're going to well, get well, if you, no. if you don't, at a time. If you don't ask, ask, you don't get. That's right. Okay. All right. So in the resolution, uh, may I suggest that we have that in there that we vote on now? I would say let's have that in there. If you want to put it on one resolution, shall we put a, a cap? On expenditures without further approval by the governing body. You want to Absolutely. And the cost of litigation. Yeah. Well, we, that's an automatic. We're going to ask for that. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're going to instruct the resolution will hire the law firm, instruct them to take the appropriate legal proceedings, whether that be in state and or federal court, um, 
We could do it all in one and engage it, or I can do that for tomorrow if you want the final cap. Yes. What you yes. normally do is you'll engage them and Let's then subject to okay. further That's fine. approval. Now, I think we need to move with a restraining order today right. and have the discussion tomorrow. <laughs> Hopefully, after we know what a judge rules, that gives us the ability to make a decision from that point. Okay, I'm good. Okay. You okay, Scott? I'm good. I'll second that motion. Mayor Becker? Yes. Commissioner Amadeo? Yes. Commissioner Blumberg? Yes. Thank you all. Okay. We will, we, we will open for public participation if anybody wants to speak. <laughs> Good. Right, right. Ma'am, you'll have a chance to come up. Come up to the microphone. Where, where we can't. It's already been to the it <laughs> We're going to try and do that. The reason we didn't have it at Union Avenue, there's no sound system there. Uh, so, Johanna, would you call the schools and see if we can get well, the Well, no, no. Through? Can I say something? We have, there, there's an issue at the school, too. That's one of the reasons. Besides the public notice, which you have to give 48 hours, am I correct, yes. Joanna, of any change in a site of a meeting? Yes. Right okay. now, the school is under construction for a new schoolyard and fencing, so it's off, it's, it's off limits. We have no access to the pack. I have an idea. Let's bring microphones and meet on the beach. Right. <laughs> so, which, we're, we're, we're sort of limited here. We really are. Seriously, we're, we're limited here. Wait, wait a minute. Let's do this in an orderly fashion. We'll give you all a chance to talk. Please come to the microphone, state your name and address, and we'll give three minutes to each person. Hi, I'm Catherine McBeth Bird. I reside at 8 South Argyle Avenue. My concern is um, the restraining order sounds wonderful. Um, we on the north end of the city are suffering significantly, and we have been suffering since August, I mean July 5th. What, if anything, can help our section of the beach so that we can actually go to our beach, not have to wade through the water? I'm sure that the lifeguard that's infected is from Argyle or Claremont. Um, you know, this, we've been suffering for a month we have not been able to access our beach since last weekend without wading through the lake, or the cesspool as it should be called. Um, halting the dune project now heading south is wonderful, but how are you going to help us and how are you going to push them to fix our beach as soon as possible? Because as you said, we have a few weeks left in the summer. Ma'am. Ma the DEP this morning agreed to build crossovers so you can get through the lakes. Uh, unfortunately, the lake has an I another issue. They should be able to do that fairly quickly. So Is you that going to be, be at every beach or just Every beach that has, that has water. Every access. Mm -hmm. And how about those with disabilities? How are they supposed to access yeah. that? Well, in, in this picture, it's going to be difficult, but in the big picture, there's four handicap accesses over, over the dunes. Uh, 
and I don't know where they but if anyone has a disability, please call City Hall. We'll make arrangements to get you on the beach. Thank you. Name and address, please. Sure. Hal Augustine. I'm a permanent resident at 8 North Pembroke in Margate. Um, so I guess uh, to follow up to this young lady's question, doesn't the Americans with Disability Act apply to access to the beaches? Or, or does it not? Because every street has an aging population. We have folks that have enough trouble getting over the stairs as it lives without the dunes. And so my question is really more about that. I mean, is there some guide or, or beaches totally excluded from um, in helping handicapped get to where they want to go? Mike, you want me to answer that? Go ahead. Uh, the federal law is every half mile on beaches. This is just pertaining to beaches, every half mile there has to be a federally qualified uh, ADA compliant access. And we, through the Army Corps, have determined specific areas every half a mile from one end of the island to the other will have access. Um, they don't have to build any more. We tried to negotiate getting more put on, and we were sort of unsuccessful at, that, at this point. Is it likely that Margate would take some of that on its own to uh, build more handicapped Well, we've access? been very proactive. We put We're, breaches on, we have uh, probably how many streets completed now? 20? 22. 22. And we have 41 street ends. So we, we've pursued every year adding to that. Uh, we, we're working in that direction. Sir, I will give you my personal guarantee that when we have these negotiations, which will obviously follow, I will bring that up and see if we can get some more. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, my name is Victor Borden. I live at 112 North Pembroke. It's my uh, voting residence and principal residence. Um, I applaud all of you, the commissioners, the mayor, for what you're doing, for what you have done, and I agree wholeheartedly in the resolution, the resolution or resolutions you've just passed. The only question I have, and I'd like to also have the solicitor, I think about this is uh, tomorrow's meeting after you speak to the attorneys if we just get an answer as to how likely we are to be successful there's no guarantees I understand that but uh, and I have no issues about the cost that we as a town are going to incur but I also think it's fair for you and for all of us to know what the likelihood of our success will be not just with the injunction if by that time it hasn't occurred but with the other processes that were going on i know it's not a guarantee 100 percent or zero is it more than 50 percent likelihood that we'll be successful or less i'm still up for whatever it is that we go forward because i don't see any alternative for us as a beautiful town but i think it's fair for us just to know what that potential is for success or failure Thank you. Scott, do you think... It's an old adage, you don't tip your hand before you play it. So for me to give you, what, a percentage chance of what we're going to win? Officially, 100%. We're going to war. <laughs> uh, I can't say to you, percentage-wise, what a court's going to do on this one. I certainly don't want to weaken our position in any way, which I think you can appreciate what I mean by that. All I can tell you is we know they're going to resist stopping the project. The assemblage of the equipment, the dredge equipment, the personnel, the employees, they're going to fight very hard to not stop 
We're going to fight very hard to stop them until they come up with a solution. That's the best I can do. Okay, thank you. Hi, my name is Vincent Castro Nuovo. I live at 16 South Argyle, Margate. Uh, I live there in the summer. I pay full taxes, but uh, I'm not a permanent resident, uh, so I, I don't get to uh, vote in New Jersey. Uh, but anyway, I would like to point out that I've been sending emails to the Army Corps of Engineers and the New Jersey quote-unquote Department of Environmental Protection. Uh, I have received responses from the Army Corps. I have not received since July 25th one word of response from the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection. That silence speaks volumes. Uh, if anyone is interested in getting on my uh, email list where I uh, have corresponded with these agencies in the past and uh, have uh, posted uh, excerpts from Judge Bum's decision on February 3rd of 2017, uh, as well as uh, copies of the Army Corps of Engineer blueprints, uh, Feel free, I have a, a list up here you could get on my mailing list. But I do want to say that I sort of got into this whole thing late in the process, and I want to thank everyone who in the past has uh, made efforts to stop this uh, Dunes project, uh, specifically Dan Gottlieb that I, I've spoken with earlier and, and uh, Mel Taylor uh, from Brown <coughs> Beach Buzz. Um, thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Hi, my name is Barbara Cratchman, and I'm a per permanent resident here in Margate, and I appreciate that you all have met and have made the decision to try to stop this ordeal going on on our beaches. I am emotionally involved with this, as you all are, because we all live here. My biggest fear, though, now is the contamination that this sand has from this lake situation, from the bulkhead to the dunes, is contaminated. If they fill in more sands, is that contamination still going to be in that area? The second point is that the mayor already spoke about the contaminated water is being dumped into our beautiful ocean, and now how is that going to affect our oceans? Um, I fear for my children to go into the ocean at this point due to this contamination going into it. Is there another way that they can possibly take this water or is it at the point that the water's gone already? I'm not sure about that either. But the sand that remains, how contaminated is that to then now put fresh sand on top of it? Mrs. Cratchman, the, yes. uh, the beach, our water on the beaches is tested weekly by the county. Uh, if there's a problem, they come back and test it uh, on a regular basis. Okay. So uh, it was tested this morning by the county. And Monday, they were tested by Margate on Tuesday. This morning, the county was back. So as we get those results back, we can we can manage that. I, we, and we'll see. I, I don't know the answers because I don't know if there is contamination. 
nor how much. Would we be able to follow up with that in some sort of way so that we know that? I'll make sure that it gets posted on the website. Okay. Thank you very much. You're the welcome. only other thing that I'm suggesting is that more communication is available to all of us. I feel that we all felt that you weren't doing anything because we had no communication of what your thoughts were, what you were going to try to do. If we could have the phone system set up so that we know that you are, that this is being followed through what is happening so that we all know, that's the only way that we all could get the information. Well noted, Mrs. Scott. Thank but you know where I am, so you I better do, walk there. But these people don't, and, and more people that aren't even at this meeting. So we we, un we understand that. that. Okay, we'll try and do better. You have my word. Thank okay. you very you're, much. You're and thank you for what you're sure. doing. Thanks. Hello, Vince Castro-Nuovo again. There's one important piece of information that I left out when I spoke before, and that is that uh, the email that I circulated yesterday with the subject title, David versus Goliath, points to uh, information about another beach town, Point Pleasant Beach, that did challenge the Army Corps of Engineers with their dunes project, and they won. Thank you. We're aware of that, by the way. Good morning, sir. My name is Captain Joe Fogel. I'm an officer in the United States Merchant Marine Service. I'm a former lifeguard with Margate City Beach Patrol, and I'm currently executive director and founder of Water Watch International, an international water monitoring organization that checks rivers, lakes, oceans, and streams, promoting clean water. I have a former resident here. I lived at 9000 Ventnor. I currently live in Summers Point. But I spend a lot of my time on the beach. I've won 10 American Ironman competitions for the lifeguards. And I'm offering you my assistance and my connections with the Department of the Interior, with the uh, United States, uh, New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection, and also, of course, with the Army Corps. I've dealt with these people since 1970. I paddled my kayak twice from New York to Florida and once down the West Coast from Seattle to San Diego. I put my money where my mouth is, and I put my body on the line. And I'm here today, gentlemen, to tell you that uh, I support everything you've done, very courageous efforts on your part. We have nothing without our beach and our water. Nothing. We have nothing. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you very much. Hi, my name is Eileen Falbaum. I'm also an Argyle Avenue resident. I just wanted to tell you. May I have you an that address, please? 15 South Argyle Avenue. Thank you. My husband has special needs. We have five grandchildren visiting from Florida for two weeks, last week and this week. He has not been able to get to the beach once. Ventner came and brought him in a little buggy. Margate said they don't have the ability to do that. We called the number they gave us. No one came. Ventner brought him back and took him to Fredericksburg, where we had to go get our car the three blocks because they're not allowed to cross over into Margate. Margate did not give us access. A half a mile is not acceptable anyway. My husband can barely walk to the beach, let alone a half a mile. 
Now he can't get to any beach within four blocks, and I'm taking five children into Ventnor. It really is an unacceptable situation, and the answer is ridiculous. We tried. We tried many times to get more ADA-compliant ramps because we're well aware we've been very proactive putting breaches in our bulkhead for access, not only for handicapped individuals, for older individuals like myself and moms, young moms with kids and carriages. We've been proactive. The feds, this mandate comes down from them. They're the ones telling us this is what they're doing. This we can thank other people besides ourselves that were inflicted with the creation of dunes and what they're telling us what they're going to do. Okay, this has well, been a mandate. There's no way for people that have special needs to get there. They can't even take the wheelchairs that we have because you can't go through that standing water. No, I understand. So they've lost yeah. the summer, and it's really we've all, well, we, we've all lost that. We, we've all lost the summer. Well, we can walk around. We can walk around. My husband cannot, and anyone else with special needs can't walk an extra five blocks to go where there is no standing water. I just wanted you to be aware that Margate denied our request to help get him to the beach. We, we have uh, what we call handicapped wheelchairs with the big wheels at every stretch under every... They can't use them. Why not? Because they can't get through the standing water. Oh, no, we understand that, and okay. we've shut down that. Those beaches from Fredericksburg to Gladstone currently are shut. But it wasn't shut when we went. Right. We just were not offered any aid. Understood. Thank, thank you. Hi, good morning. Um, my name is Risa Edney. I grew up at 102 South Fredericksburg on the Margate side. Um, I currently live in Del Mar, California, outside of San Diego. I have never missed a summer here my whole life. People in San Diego are like, you're leaving our San Diego beaches to go to New Jersey? And I've been on many beaches around the world, and these are the best beaches, bar none, of any I've ever been to. The powder, the memories. My son wrote his name 25 years ago on the boardwalk and tar that's still there. I mean, this is my home, and it will always be my home, my children's home, everyone's. My dream was to grow up, get married, have children. I now have that, plus grandchildren that are here visiting. My one-year-old granddaughter was um, in, on the beach, not in the water, but on the beach. She is now sick at home with 102.5 fever. And we're trying to figure out what doctor to go to because we don't live here anymore. But this has been my dream. And, and I counted the days for the last six months to be here. And I'm, I'm heartbroken. I'm just, I'm just heartbroken. So um, I'm on the New Jersey website. I'm on the Facebook page for, um, I grew up in New Jersey, I think, that, or in Margate, which has, I, I mean, I've seen the, the drone pictures daily. And um, I'm, I'm just begging you. I, I, my mother, who's deceased, um, plus John the Ice Cream Man from Fentner, we went to the Dune meetings, I want to say 20 years ago, at high school, if that's how it's pronounced, T, whatever. Um, we've been fighting this for so long. And, and again, I'm just um, begging you to follow through and win. Just win. That's all. Thank you. I like that. That's my dream. <laughs> Last chance. Anyone else?
How you doing? Ken Davidson. I live uh, 8015 Monmouth. Uh, I, I guess this would be directed to you, Scott. Uh, the question is, I watched them scour the back of all of those properties, and they took that sand and they made half a dune out of it and pumped the rest of the sand in to finish the dune on the ocean side. My question is, in that contract, they were allowed to plow over our dunes that existed. Were they allowed to take the sand, even though they have eminent domain, from the front of all of these property owners' houses? And the question I have for that is, one, we know with all the rain that we got, most likely if they never touched it, we wouldn't be in this predicament. That's the first thing. The other thing is, is the Weeks Marine or anybody like that able to save money from pumping the sand from the ocean and instead getting it from behind the dune and creating half a dune? Are they saving themselves money by doing that? And if so, I got a problem. They're taking our property, the city's property, the property owner's sand, their first protection in flooding, and they're making themselves, well, themselves a dune. So is that, do they have the right to do that? Scott? You raise a great point. We'll take a look at that. I do know that many of the private property owners litigated directly with the state. Most of them ended up settling at a nominal amount. So I don't know if they brought that issue up as private property owners. Okay. We do know there was a court order allowing them to do their entire project. Part of that project was to eliminate those sand dunes that we built 25 years ago. Right. Which They've actually uh, took, taken our sand dunes away. There. From Christmas trees. Yeah, we'll look into it, though. It's a good the other The other point, uh, I want to know, if you look at the boardwalk at Fredericksburg Avenue, you'll see a dune behind the boardwalk. And you'll see their project and the mess in front. Uh, was there anything in that contract that said that the dunes were going to be a certain uh, distance from the bulkheads of the properties of Margate? Because if so, I would think the dunes that go in front of the boardwalk from Richards Avenue in Ventnor all the way to Revel are only the distance between a boardwalk, a little bit of the property, and that's it. That's not 150 feet. That's more like 40 feet, 35, 40 feet. And I'm wondering, should those dunes have come off that, that uh, existing dune on Fredericksburg Avenue, and should it be closer to those property lines all the way down, whether it's a straight line or not? The dunes are supposed to protect property, not a beach that nobody's going to go to. That's all. We'll look into that, Ken. Thank you. Tony Giacobini, 112 North Vendome Avenue, Margate. We are all well aware of the ADA compliant and the mothers with small children trying to get them to the beach. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Talk into the microphone, Tony. Okay. Is that better? Uh, Okay. Stand up tall, Tony. I can't stand up tall. This is as tall as I get. <laughs> okay. And then we are all aware of the health hazards that are being caused by this problem. But the other problem, the other piece of the puzzle that we're missing is that 
what will this do to our rateables in town if this isn't corrected? If this isn't corrected, the values of our property will go down. The money we pay the county will go down. This is not a Margate prop problem. This is a county-wide problem if it is not corrected. Hello. Uh, my name is Shana Shaman. I'm a Ventnor resident. I live at 1 South Martindale Avenue. Um, Welcome to Margate. Thank you. Um, I just want to say that I really feel the sense of injustice and hurt from the destruction in this room. I really feel it. Uh, and I want it to maybe open our hearts to the destruction that's happened from the federal government and the state government throughout this country that affects land and earth and water and just destruction of property and the earth and it should unite us and it's part of a, a bigger injustice and I want it, us all to be aware of it. The destruction is not just in Margate but we're feeling it in our own backyard right now. It's all over this country. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Hi, I was outside. I couldn't get in. I just got in, but so I really to the microphone, please, ma'am. Right here. Hi, I was couldn't get in. Your name and address first. Carol Arman, Four Dolphin Drive, Margate. Um, I've been watching. I'm right up at the beach, right on Dolphin Drive. It's just south of the library, and they started digging. I guess three days after the rain. So I sit up there and I watch sand was perfectly dry in front of our street not one it wasn't even wet after that whatever rain they said it was as they dug I sat there I would go, sit there for an hour at a time then I go back in as they dug I could see the water coming up and the media is saying this is rainwater it hadn't rained in four days I could see it every hour the water was getting deeper and wider as they dug my question is do they have to remediate this? I mean, it's not a matter of pumping. It's not the rainwater. It's the water table coming, you know, the water coming up from the ocean. And can't we, I, I haven't heard anything because I've been outside, but can't we stop this now? It's getting worse. They're continuing to date. That's what this meeting is all about, I Carol. understand. Mm -hmm. But um, we have to get the press and the TV they're here. I know they have to, but they keep saying <laughs> we already the got them. The inquirer is saying it's rainwater. They're pumping out rainwater. It is not rainwater. Hi, Robert Katz, 107 South Andover. My my biggest observation here is. When you dig below the sea level into the sand, you get to the wet sand, it's, it's clear from any simple testing, if you pour water in it, it's not going to dissipate quickly for obvious reasons because you're below the sea level. So my question is whether the, whether the Army Corps of Engineers in the original plan ha had in there specifically that they were going to dig that deep or whether that's something they chose to do on their own. They certainly represented in their court documents that it would dissipate in, in what, 24 hours? Mm -hmm. So the question is either they, they didn't do, I mean, you can do this testing in, in a very short amount of time, right? So either they didn't bother to go through the effort or they misled the court into, 
intentionally, but I think that that's something that we need to find out from their submissions to the court. Uh, you're absolutely correct, sir, and we will find out. Hi. Rona Borski, 14 South Jasper, Margate. Um, we have a parking problem all the time, and there, there are going to be people that need to drive, especially in the next couple weeks when all the camps let out and they're all here, and they don't want to, or they can't use those beaches as of, and they'll have to get in the car and drive. You can't park. You can't park on my street on a weekend. I mean, they block our... Can, can you possibly do temporary parking on the beach blocks until this is temporary, maybe one side, just to give more parking for people who have to drive with all their stuff to the beach instead of having to park, drop everything off and then go back and then walk, send one person back to walk? Because parking is a problem if you want to go to a different beach. Just ask if you could just do temporary okay. beach block parking. We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll maybe, maybe just for the week, on the weekends. Okay. We'll look at it. Okay. Dan Gottlieb, 407 North Nassau Avenue. Um, I was part of a group that led an advocacy campaign to answer a lot of the questions that are now, unfortunately, um, some of the answers we got are coming to fruition. And as Maury said, and I want to highlight that, I hate being right in this situation. Um, I feel no vindication although some people have asked me that question and asked Vaughn that question. Um, but I want to ask, um, or, or ask you guys to take note of something that just came into my mind based on the previous speaker before the lady before me. And that was the plan which I did study, the Army Corps said they were going to increase the percolation area, that they were going to add material and create a wider percolation area. And as any eight-year-old with a shovel and a bucket knows that when you dig down into the sand, when you, the closer you are to the ocean, the sooner you're going to hit water. And so they basically did exactly what they said they weren't going to do. And I think that will be a strong talking point in court. I'm also struck and very moved by the people who've come up here today who feel absolutely terrible about their loved ones who for whatever reason, whether they be elderly or handicapped, can't make it to sit with their families on the beach in the summer. And as my friend Chris Gilmore once said, you only get so many summers. And this one is being destroyed. And I want to thank all of you for your efforts today and going forward to create an immediate stop. We can't fiddle-faddle with this thing. We got to get out in front of it immediately. Today it sounds like a great day to do it. And um, the only other thing I want to say is I don't want anyone, the commission, anyone who loves our city, which is everyone who is in this room, to lose sight of some of the other important issues. And that is the access, the cost, the destruction, and I just want to leave you guys with one thought, and that is the Army Corps wants us to sign a project, the DEP wants us to sign a project agreement, and that will obligate us for 50 years in this project. 
And although there was funding available, available, federal funding through Hurricane Sandy relief, that funding will not be available when we need to replenish, not if we need to replenish. My biggest concern, or one of my bigger concerns, and one of our group's bigger concerns in this whole thing, that will play out, because we've seen it in other communities and it's documented, two or three days of a good nor'easter is going to pick up that 200 feet of sand that they're trying to add. It's already taken some on the north end of Margate, because we had two good nor'easter, two good nor'easter days, Saturday and Sunday. And it's going to, the ocean's going to reclaim that area. And now we're going to be left with this 100-foot wide structure in the middle of our beach. And there's an area of our beach that I happen to enjoy, so I hope this doesn't come off sounding selfish. But there's an area of our beach that I happen to enjoy between Knight Avenue and Rumson Avenue that sticks out a little further onto the beach than any other area. And I've noticed that on 4th of July Sundays with a high tide at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, there's not really a lot of places to sit. And their answer to that is, don't worry, we're going to add 200 feet of beach. But they also say, we don't care about your recreational beach, we care about protecting your property. We had a great system to protect our property. It was our bulkhead. We had a great drainage system that evolved over decades because we had plenty of fine white sand for the water to percolate down into. And now that's gone. All I ask you is that as you approach this concept of signing a 50-year agreement, if that means that we can't mow down these dunes if we lose our recreational beach, if we're not allowed to touch those dunes, I ask you to think very long and hard about what you're signing, what that obligates us to, and that we do not ever lose our beach that we all love. Thank you very much. Ben, Ben. Uh, we as a commission have committed and are negotiating uh, with the powers of be. We will not sign a contract. We have said that to them many times. We, for, we will not pay a penny now. We will not pay a penny in the future. Uh, there is a contract waiting in Trenton, I guess, to be uh, ratified and get back to us. We have we've made that. They have promised us we don't have to. Uh, we don't have that in writing yet, but I think that will be coming through very shortly. Okay, then my question, Mayor, would be if we do not join the project and we need sand because we run out of beach and all we have left in the middle of our beach is a 100-foot wide structure, a.k.a. the dune, what do we do if we need to widen our beach? It cost $7 million the last time it was done in, in Ventnor. It has to be done usually they say in their contract every two to three years, but we know that we have significant storms that take away that beach, and then we're all we're left with is a, is a giant dune sitting in the middle of the beach and nowhere to sit. What are we going to do if we need beach, and we have to be on the hook for the $7 million? Will you be able to mow the dune down? We don't. We'll, uh, I, will tell, I will talk personally, Dan. If that day comes, I make the call to Frank and tell him, get the bulldozers ready because we're taking them down. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> Sir, good morning. I'm Al Bolovsky, 11 South Knight Avenue. Uh, I don't want to repeat what everybody else has already said, so I want to make a couple observations. To the um, lady who has the uh, husband that can't get to the beach, I don't want to say this because 
parking's going to be terrible on my street. It already is on Knight Avenue. But Kenyon Avenue has a very good access for people with handicaps, even now. And there's no water. So that's, that's just one point. Um, yeah, there will be soon. But for that lady now, she should enjoy Kenyon Avenue. Another point I want to make, and it has nothing to do with me because I don't have a, a business here, but the business people here are losing money. And if you've got 10 weeks to make a living. And if they go out of business, the homeowner's rateables go up because they don't have rateables from the businesses. So it's a, it's a spiral going down if we don't fix this problem and fix it fast because I feel sorry for the businesses too. We, we all agree with you, sir. All right. Thank, thank you. Elaine Charney, 14 South Brunswick. No one has mentioned the Margate Fishing Pier. Oh, yes. And although yes, we have. I am not a fish person, I mean, I don't go fishing, but that was always a wonderful asset to our community. And I agree with everything everybody else has said. I have many concerns. I've been watching. I have pictures every day. But I think that's something that should be addressed in some way. Maybe they have the responsibility to extend the pier. Um, Ma'am, <laughs> the DEP is coming back, and, and they've already, I think they've already scheduled negotiations with the pier, which is privately owned, by the way. It's not owned by the city. But thanks for listening to my answer. <laughs> she just had to say something. She just had to say something. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Ed. My name is Ed Berger. I'm the president of the Margate Business Association. I represent 107 hardworking families that are trying to make a living in 12 months, in uh, 12 weeks out of the year. I have a number of emails that were sent to me by my business owners. I'd like to read a couple of them to you. This is from Barbara Mancini. Barbara runs a house cleaning service in town here. Most of the homes I service are beachfront or beach block property in every block in Margate. Since the Dunes project has begun, I've been trying to talk, pamper, console, and support my clients' constant complaints. This disgrace has turned into a health hazard. Many homes have more mosquitoes and flies than any other summer. Also, many return the following week to broken light fixtures as well as minor structural damage due to heavy machinery and dredging itself. Many customers have been refraining from coming down because of the project. I can see this in the phone calls, emails, and texts telling me, there's no need to come clean my home, we're not coming. Yes, the Dune Project has impacted my business and the entire business community. From one of our realtors, tenants have not been renting as much for the past summer, July and August this year due to the problems with the Dune Project. From our, one of our primary uh, daycare facilities. Playgroups takes children to the beach three days a week. All the parents are concerned about is con continuing to do this because the children may get sick from bacteria in pooling water in our community. From Galanos Management, California yogurt and jalapenos has had the worst summer since it opened and our business is off 40% from last year. Karen Sherman from Tomatoes Restaurant. Our customers continuously express their profound anger and disappointment with the Dunes Project. Many have stated that they are cutting their stays short or spending their time and money in towns to the north and south to avoid the debacle. I've even heard permanent residents say they're considering selling their homes to relocate. Yes, we're seeing a downturn from the recent selling numbers that we enjoyed last year. Our city is experiencing a crisis of faith from uh, Lou Friedman over at Boca Restaurant. 
killing my pizza slice business and lunch business. Like winter in-house and takeout, my delivery business is better than winter, but off from last year. We should act like a family. In the eyes of the state, the Army Corps of Engineers needs to be called on the carpet. They did Margate bad. This is just a small handful of our businesses. Uh, the impact of this project is felt across every single business uh, in the community. Uh, it's a very difficult time for all of us. Uh, I'd like to, on behalf of the businesses, I'd like to applaud uh, Dan and his group for the hard work that he's done. I'd also like to thank the commission for the moves that they're making today, and, uh, and we're with you. Thank, thank you, Ed. Thank you for just giving me another short opportunity. I know I used up my three minutes, but there was one thing I wanted to highlight that Maury said, and that is the outfall pipes. If that's going to be the solution, A, we're industrializing our beach, B, we're transferring the problem from behind the dune to where we bathe, and I don't think that's a really great solution. I'm not sure what the solution is. I've probably said this 50,000 times since I started this process. I'm not an engineer. And I don't know what the, the answer is for the drainage. Maybe the answer is to just put all the sand back where they found it. <laughs> and while Weeks Marine is at it, maybe they can suck the sand the other way and put it back where they found it. Because while the businesses of Margate suffer, a 63 or $70 million contract is clicking away as we speak. They're down there pumping right now. And while they're making all their money and moving down the beach, our businesses are suffering. I implore the commission to speak to the core and the DEP and to really think long and hard before we dump that you-know-what into our ocean where all of us are bathing. And if the Army Corps or the DEP could be present at the public meeting tomorrow, I think that would also be a very good thing to have. <laughs> Two. Two chances, yeah, none. <laughs> uh, Madeline Inspector, 100 South Claremont. I just want to know what the short-term solution is going to be on the north side that's already been messed up because it's going to continue to rain, and then let's say the Army Corps leaves and they take their pumps, then who's going to pump out the new water that keeps coming and coming? So I definitely love that you're going to stop going forward, but... What's going to happen to the north? Short term, long term, I hope it's all going to work out. But now we need some short term solutions. Uh, this morning, Madeline, I was speaking to the deputy commissioner of the DEP. He just happened to find me. Uh, unofficially, they're looking at filling in those, putting more dirt, as he said, into those things. So I would assume that that's going to happen soon unless we get if we get a temporary restraining order, nothing will be happening until we work things out. So, right, so what I worry about is we get the restraining order for going forward, and then they leave, and then we're left with this mess. Well, that, and that's what I worry about. For we're going to request. We're, we can ask the, the judge. We can ask the DEP and the Corps of Engineers, and we'll get a result that would be satisfactory. I don't know what that is now. Right. But we're not going to leave. We're not going to let you people be left in the lurch here. That's for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, 
Hi, Sharon Ross, 10 South Argyle. I want to thank all of you for your hard work. I'm usually here the entire summer. This is the first summer I have not invited one person to come visit me the month of August. That means I'm not using the restaurants, they're not going shopping, they're not going to the beach, because there's no reason for them to come. I personally have made a trip. I'm going to Toronto. I'm going out of town in August. I never leave Margate in August. So there's your domino effect. No company, no shopping, no restaurants. Thank you for whatever you can do. Thank you for your comment. Good afternoon, Mayor. Glenn Klotz, 118 North Barclay Avenue. First, I want to thank the commission for the action that they're taking. Thank you very much. You're welcome. However, You're welcome, Brian. Um, I think there's an issue of public safety, not just health, that we have to look at here. The Army has essentially done something against natural law. They've reversed the grade of the beach. What that means, folks, is that Every one of us is going to have to pray every day that that thing they're building is not breached. Because what they've done is they've lowered the beach behind the berm. The beach is now higher towards the ocean. And if it breaches anywhere, as someone talked about a year ago, the funnel effect, well, here's the funnel effect. Think Holland. Because you're not going to have two foot of fresh water in there in a big storm. You're going to have 13 feet or 14 feet of seawater, and that seawater is going to have nowhere to go except into the streets of Margate and into the homes. So we have a clear and present danger. The Army is pointing, a, metaphorically, a gun at all of our heads. And what they're building down there, I contend, could destroy the town. And I, and I, you know, I know that sounds like hyperbole, or whatever the word is, hyperbole, sorry. But it isn't. It's the truth. They've reversed the grade of the beach. And I think if we send our engineer down there, we document that, and we go in front of the two judges, one or the other, I don't know who you're going in front of, and make the case that we have a clear and present safety danger, not just health. We have that too. And we have an access problem, and it goes on and on. But I think right now we have a clear and present, and I'll say it one more time, public safety issue that has to be addressed down there and stopped, and stopped. We, they, these guys have to just stop. Don't dig another foot. They dug down to the, to the water table. What, excuse me, but what idiot? I mean, what idiots? These are engineers. They dig down to the water table? They don't know what that's going Whatever. Thank you. <laughs> Next. Mayor, everyone, commissioners, thank you for giving me a moment. Your name and address, please. Adrian Schuster, a lifelong uh, resident of this beautiful town that we love. I live at 307 North Douglas Avenue in Margate. I have a concern. Uh, first of all, I think that they've established that they know they've made a mistake if they're pumping. So they've admitted to this. Yeah, they did. I'm concerned about the health just on the news last night, it wasn't about Margate, uh, standing water, uh, West Nile virus. 
This is a serious concern, and if anyone in this room has ever been immune compromised on chemotherapy or anything, you cannot be waiting in this water and walking through it, including not just the water, but as it rolls over the sand. Also, anyone in this room has, who has mitral valve prolapse, if your valve doesn't work properly, I know this from someone very dear to me, if your valve doesn't work properly and the enterococcus, which is, we all know what it is, all right, if that, if the flap, if the valve doesn't work properly, you get endocarditis. You have about 36 hours before you're dead. If you're not belted and rushed to Chris Lucasti, Dr. Lucasti, and then up to Jefferson or Penn, you're done. Now, it doesn't take a genius to know that, wait, that pools of filthy water, it's breeding disease. I think that our children, our, our families, even if you have a cut, you shave your, shave your leg, you have a little cut, you could get very ill. Anyone involved with this product, uh, project that wants it to go forward, I invite them. In fact, I insist that they bring their children and their grandchildren to frolic in the cesspool they've created. <laughs> Let them show us that they trust the water. Let them show us that they trust the water. Let their kids and their grandchildren play in it and then put their hands in their mouth. I thank everybody. Thank you, everybody. I just hope that we could restore the beach to some sanity. Old people, I'm getting there. <laughs> Young people, you need a tram to get down to the beach now. Who could walk over this hill? I, after Sandy, we didn't have such flooding. I was here for the 62 storm. The beach wasn't like it is now. It's an embarrassment, and I implore them to come here, wade in that water with their kids and grandchildren. I, I thank you for your time, and I only hope that we could get our city back. Thank you. Thank you, Eddie. Good afternoon, gentlemen and ladies. My name is Barry Porton. I'm one of the selfish Margate people at 29 North Jefferson. We not only have to consider us, but the next generation. My children, who just recently got married and are contemplating a family, won't go to many islands because of Zika and other mosquitoes that will affect them. They now will not come down the shore because they don't want to take a chance on birth problems. So it's not just affecting us, it's affecting the next generations after us. We're creating a third world country in our beautiful city. Thank you, sir. Last chance, ladies and gentlemen, anybody else care to address the board? Is there a motion to close public comment? I'll make that motion. I'll second it, Mayor. Mayor Becker? Uh, yes. Commissioner Amadeo? Yes. Commissioner Blumberg? Is yes. A motion to adjourn this meeting. So moved.
Second. Mayor Becker? Yes. Commissioner Amadeo? Yes. Commissioner Blumberg? Yes. Thank you all for being here and being part of Margate. Although you can't